Some people's heavens is another person's hell. This is my heaven, and it is Ben's hell. Welcome, everyone, to this edition of Thunderdome Metal Reviews. I'm Trace Newport, and with me, as always, is David, Gabe, and Ben. How you doing tonight, gentlemen? Doing well, but what if I'm wrong? What if? <laughs> what? Yeah. I, bet you, I bet you need an hour and 20 minutes to figure it out. I do. We got an hour and 20 minutes for you, though. We have something that is very long. That is That is for sure. It is, and I am glad we did it. Well, I know you are. I, mean, <laughs> I can tell by the look on your face. I am super. As I mentioned to my compadres here, I listened to this three times today, which is four hours that I will never get back. Oh, please! You listen to the worst shit on here. I, I, I didn't. I for, <laughs> for less reason. Just fire again. Anyway, yes. And it wasn't terrible. I There were moments I thought were actually quite pretty, and I was listening to it in the woods on headphones, as one was supposed to. But it is very long, Tracy. And every, when every track is 10 minutes long, you're like, damn it. Like, it just... Well, there's a two-minute track on here. Yeah, there's there a four-minute. There is. And I don't mean to be formulaic. I try to not be as upset about that as Ben gets. But, man, some of this is very long. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've edit. I don't. I don't know if this was improved by not being an hour and five. I don't know. I think this is what happens when you have four dudes whose main job is actually orchestral, like composing, and then it's like, sure. hey, let's do a metal band on the side as a project. It takes them eight years to get to it, and then numerous mm, nitpicked little tweaks here and there for it. So I mean. They put some time in this. It took them a while to hit the spot they wanted to. Um, you get some details for us, Ben? Or I, I... he refuses. He's like, nope. No one needs to know. <laughs> yeah, I cannot, in good conscience, put this out onto other people in the world. <laughs> um, yes, I do. It is their second full-length studio album, released on November seventeenth of twenty twenty-three. Let the tr- let the truth speak, in case we had not said that by Earthside. Has a runtime of one hour and seventeen minutes, and probably an accumulation of seconds that feel like years. Um, the band is Jamie Van Dyke, guitars, backing vocals, programming, and additional keyboards. Ben Shanbrum on drums and backing vocals. Frank Sakaramon on keyboards, synthesizers, program percussion, and additional guitars. And Ryan Griffin on bass and backing vocals. Buckle in, gents, because this is going to take a while because they brought. Everybody they knew into the studio for this. Um, they brought in AJ Channer, A Fire from the Gods, um, Sandbox Percussion, Katura Pratam, Ardikari of Erlon, AJ, uh, I already guess, mentioned him, Larry Braggs and Sam Jindal, Bidke and Duo Scorpio, Genzi Tachimko Papis, and Daniel Tompkins of Tesseract. I think that's everybody. Oh, no, Bard Kostad of Leprous. So, Devin Townsend, levels of. Friends and family discount? Yeah. So, um, to David's surprise, this is the second one we've done of these guys. He forgot about them previously. 
Sure did. I was like, man, I wonder what that album sounds like. And Trisha's like, you reviewed it, asshole. I'm like, no, I didn't. And you said, yes, you did. But it was hundreds of years ago, Tracy. I know. It was in 2020, early 21. So it was was in dark days. The name is now ringing a bell. (laughs) It's almost three years ago. I could not recall what the album was like. Was it like this one, Tracy? A little bit. Um, It was more instrumental stuff on there because they only had three or four guest music, like vocalists on there. And they I, brought in I mean, actual guest musicians on this one, like instrumentation. They didn't on the other one. But on the previous one, for me, at least the vocalists were a more known moment on quantity. Because it was with John Witherspoon, you had Daniel Tompkins with Tesseract, who shows up on this one. And you had uh, Bjorn Street also on that one. If I may. A reading from their website. Oh, no. Artists strive to never lose touch with their inner child. That wide-eyed amazement that comes from experiencing a goosebump-induced chord progression and the persistent urge to ask why. When the answer offered isn't sufficient, following the ADIS album cycle, the members of Earthside begin writing their next record immersed in this fiery inspiration in a way that was both unfamiliar and detrimental to their day-to-day lives. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. I also I also read like their Spotify like band like artist blurb. It's so terrible. <laughs> it's, it's real bad. I mean, I, I I'm mean, not gonna lie that they're. I'm they're not gonna judge up. the album based on it, but like honestly, really, seriously. <laughs> so I'm hearing that they are bad at writing their story. No, it's... I don't know if they're. I don't know who wrote it, but I mean, it just doesn't. Somebody you know, did. it doesn't. It doesn't attract me. Let's put it, it that it, way. I, I think these dudes are truly believe this. Yes, I do think they're pretentious, but I think that they, and you know, honestly, within the the prog circles, from what little I've read, this thing is getting filleted. It is. You know, um, Heather Harmon levels. Um, so it's no, this just, is adored by the critics in that universe. I noticed. I'm like, yeah. oh, I guess I'm supposed to like this. It's a, I don't know. It's fine. Dude, I mean, they're amazing musicians. I'm yes, not they are. I mean, the compositions here are pretty solid. The playing is great. It's just (laughs) self-indulgent. I mean, and I guess technically, this this recording cycle was also self-indulgent on the other end of the the extreme, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally wasn't even pulled in all that much by the compositions, and I think that the emphasis on the guest vocalist really takes away from that because you're really focusing on that rather than on what the music is doing it seemed like a long uh a lot of like waiting for me like waiting for stuff to happen and you know i don't know this band at all i don't know what they usually do um but there's like not a lot of um uh chunky heavy sort of like guitar moments at all so um that you know would attract me to a metal record usually um wasn't here um and i think that there's a lot of emphasis too on in that piece that i read on spotify on emotions and i feel like this is a really like it's a feels album but it didn't hit me in the feels at all like i didn't feel you know emotionally pulled in by it either um which is which is interesting in its own way (laughs) i'm on the other end like i would have enjoyed just sitting down just kind of zoning out and just taking the ride of this album that it has been 
but I also, I don't know. I have different expectations, I guess, than you guys. <laughs> of course, because you knew it was coming. Um, to be like fair, David didn't, David didn't remember the last record. Two of the others knew what was coming. They just my it's not my fault they didn't remember. Repress the trauma. Anyway, it's this is this is certified an album, Tracy. And I know why you like it. And at times it is very pretty. And I didn't even mind the guest vocalist, but I don't feel like it ever coheres around anything. I don't know. It just I mean, and maybe I need to listen to that out last album and this one together, but I don't feel like there's a story here. I don't know. Are we, are we, there's a lot of we, it? but who is the we? You know, who, there's who a lot the of we, we in it. I think they need to get a little more weed instead of much weed. Um, I, I I will defend Tracy on this a little bit. I do feel like that this is a journey. I don't think it goes anywhere, but I do think that it is a journey. All right. So I, they had a by track. I'm like the songwriters talking about by track. I'm like I'm bringing in the guest musicians and stuff. And the, from the way they discuss it, this feels very much a part two or three kind of thing. Just kind of like they have like the first one, then reading into this one, just kind of like an overall. Like, I don't think it's quite um, Unleash the Archer's Abyss was with uh, Apex, but where it's a more cohesive story. But I feel like it's a very broad kind of universal we is what they are trying to discuss in because it's always like, because I think the COVID did impact their songwriting in a sense because it kind of like, hey, they've done some stuff and then as they're trying to kind of put the final pieces together on a lot of tracks of like the guest musicians, COVID came in and just kind of blew everything apart. And so that I think has aspects that touched it and kind of changed it. Cause I feel like this has a darker tone than the previous one did. Oh, that's definitely possible. I feel the same. But yeah, I think like we we've, we've seen some pandemic records and like watching yeah. the earth sink, you could totally read that as like you know, there's like a number of different ways where you could like read whatever the story they're telling as relevant to, you know, our time of constant crisis, but like um did I feel uplifted or um relieved by this album or you know taken taken back into the throes of like the you know the pen i don't i wasn't taken there but um i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm alone there i wasn't either chrissy the question for you as the, may the have guy who probably like this well i mean what what does this what emotional responses does this invoke in you there what, are what about now, it do you like what i mean you said you could like turn it on and just tune out and enjoy the ride uh -huh. um but what is it about it that elicits that response from you? I mean, the overall composition and kind of um, in this kind of sense, like the fullness that it comes about in the orchestration, and it kind of gives this sense of like whimsy and wonder to it that it comes across in my head. Now, it's nothing like, and there are moments of like, you say, contemplation similar to how it was when we talked about the Frostpunk soundtrack and kind of like, at least for me, and in some more sense, it kind of like, of like a darkness and contemplation there, but also it has moments of like happiness and uplifting. Um, and then to the aspects they brought in with like Kitara and her actual additions that she provided to songs, uh, 
and because I think she did a little touch of the songwriting as well, add a nice little touch to it. Um, and there's just like some sense of wonders and kind of calmness, and there's also some times moments of like stress and you know, I don't want to say unhappiness, just tension that they do that comes across in their songwriting that is there, I guess. Now, it's nothing like me listening to like Yaba Blaze or something like that and just be like, and here we go. Here's 45 minutes of me just digging through every single feeling I've had in my life that's gone negative. But it, this is just kind of like a story told in emotion through a travel through emotions from start to finish for me at least of just like from happiness to contemplation to sadness to joy you know like when we talk about tracks i'm gonna say this is probably almost i really enjoy it as a whole like you can obviously pull songs off of here for like individual pieces but i feel like you this is this takes this comes across better as a whole than the previous one did that one had three or four tracks on which stood out compared to everything else and they were obviously the ones with the guest vocalists but for the most part this one is just really well done from start to finish in my opinion cool thank you i hope i answered your question yeah for sure was it pretentious enough do we need to up it a little bit I mean, no, you're, but you're not. No, I mean, you're, I mean, I think your response is genuine. I mean, I, yeah. don't, I don't think it's pretentious, but I, but I do feel like, you know, if you're a person making this um, and you expect everybody to get what you're putting down on that wavelength, that you just like yeah. kind of PR press, it's like, mm, not it's, so much. It's slightly culty, but that's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, uh, it's just, this is, and long-time listeners to the podcast will know, because this is not the first band similar to this that we've done, that this stuff just really doesn't connect with me. Um, and that's perfectly fine, because there's no. an audience out there for it. No, we, we, we did a good job of bookending our perspective, like what we enjoy just mm -hmm. with this week. of like, I'm on this end and Ben's on the other end. Like, Yeah, I mean, I want, having actually having been hit by a, a towboat, I actually... Like music that reminds me of that, I guess. <laughs> you, uh, I, you're, you're very much a less is more kind of person when it comes to music, and I'm like, you could fit the more kitchen sink more. in or something. Yeah, yeah, you are totally <laughs> more more got a guy. Yeah, you're just like a maximalist. Like, what's like this has a glockage feel. Why not fifteen? And that's some dulcimers too. Why not? Dude, <laughs> the fucking fucking dulcimer in this album. I'm like, okay. I mean, it's okay. I like Enya, so it's fine. But. Everything the kitchen sink was definitely here, also. No, and don't forget Valerie Braggs as a guest vocalist on here, too. I like... know. I just feel <laughs> if they had a bit more of a brand identity or a single vocal, I don't know. I don't know. It was hard to grab onto anything for me. Yeah. Well, it had a lot of beautiful moments and is well made. No, no. I, I mean, I didn't, didn't not enjoy. So I mean, it was the ride was fine, but there was nothing that was memorable the way that like Wilderon there's other things you've brought to the table that I have really grabbed onto it this one just yeah I will agree with Tracy that I think this one is slightly better than the first one because it probably because there are more vocalists on it I know sometimes with the stuff I say I like it better if it's just instrumental but that is not how I feel about this
Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I I didn't know who none of these people were, except for Daniel Hopkins on the next to last track. And then, like, I have, like, look up who these people were. I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, Larry Braggs, I didn't know who Tower, like, I think I probably heard one Tower Power song in my entire life. And so, like, oh, that's kind of a nice touch. Interesting touch. So, I mean. I mean, if you don't know them, I got no clue. They could be standing in my living room with shirts on that have their names, and I still wouldn't know who the fuck they were. So. Uh, Tower Power, you don't know. Tower Power? No, I don't think so. I know Nuclear Power Trio, but I don't know Tower Power. I know of a Tower of Power, but that was like a 70s funk band. That is where he's from. Okay, okay, so it's them. All right. That is, that is, he's the, that's the way Brad from, he's from that band. Cool. Awesome. So, like, I didn't know who that was in, like, Kitura or whatever. That's who that was. No. But like on the previous one, I knew the guest vocalist pretty well. Before I just look at him, like, oh, I know who this is. We ready to talk about trucks, I guess? Yep. All right. Uh, all of them. Just simple enough for me. Just the full hour and 17 minutes. Just go along for the ride and just do it. Um, none of them. So, yeah, just keep your glasses high. I wrote down a tyranny question mark. <laughs> I mean, it's all right. I thought Tyranny was pretty good. I, th I think the first few tracks are okay. I think it's just by the time we start getting into 7, 8, 9, 10, it really feels like it's dragging. And again, part of the problem is maybe I listen to it too many times in one day. That may have... That that sounds like a you problem, David. So You sound like a me problem. <laughs> well, well, I made it my problem, and my problem was I listened to this for four fucking hours, and I wish it had been 3 or 2.8. So you um, should just listen to it twice. And there's too many idea, <laughs> ideas. I don't know. Just I just use your editing eye, like Project Runway, man. Like take two outfits out of this collection. I don't. You know, tell him, too... Tim Gunn. You tell him exactly. Use your editing eye. That's what I'm trying to say right now. But it is pretty and well played. So. Yeah, I but... agree with that. There's no one I liked it. It's just overall was a, was a whole ass lot is the technical term. So great. Yeah. I'm going to come in strong. I'm going to leave from the front. I'm going to give it A minus on 92. Nice. I'm going to come down some because it does have pretty moments and I didn't dislike listening to it. But as I said, it seems that I just couldn't get a handle on it. It didn't connect with me. Expense said that too, and I couldn't quite figure out what his identity was. And that's a me problem, I guess. But I'm gonna give this a B minus. We're gonna hear lower grades, y'all. <laughs> it's 
I think I'm in the middle, Tracy. So um, Bid, you are. In Bid's fact. rolling. Bid's rolling. Like, the <laughs> revolutionary war cannon, and just like here we go. Yeah, the Gatling gun. You'll find that I am being consistent with the things that I said in this review. I said that I thought it was better than the previous album, so I'm going to give it a better grade than the previous album. It's going to be a D. A D plus. Because <laughs> the first one was a D minus. Tracy, do you see? It's yeah, a D plus. It's D plus rodeo. It is a D-plus rodeo because, again, I mean, there is not – the composition not going anywhere is a problem. The fact that none of the songs connect with me is a problem, but it, it is well-produced and well-played. So on the quality of the musicianship alone, I'm not going to fail it. I am not quite where Ben is, but pretty close. I gave this a C-minus because I think that there are parts of this that I could like, but the whole didn't hang together for me. So. Um, I'm going to give a C minus to this. Alrighty. That gives an average of 78. Um, I'd be the one to buy this. So I know what to put in your stockings for the rest of the year. Just <laughs> cassette tapes of this album. But it would have to be two cassette tapes because it's so fucking long. Or two records. Give me two records, Tracy. <laughs> it's the way to do it. A laser disc. Word. So, what are we doing next time, Tracy? Next, we are doing Gage Pick for the month of November in Green Lung's new album, This Heathen Land. Should be a, a fun little experience. I mean, a band that I had never heard of before, so we will see. Lendinium represent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never not, never not meddling. The London story. <laughs> yep. But I, I for one, am excited to talk about it, especially since on iTunes that cover was super trippy and animated. All that smoke moves. <laughs> Earthside was animated too, but in a sort of not that encouraging Enya way. But this thing was like squirming. I was like, yes. <laughs> That's important for you to know, Cabe. So the animation provided for this album was most excellent. Yeah, I would expect no less. I, you know, right? He wants you to um, think you're taking a mushroom trip. I mean, look at it. It's just a woodcut coming at you. But we're going to get into all that next time on Thunderdome Metal Reviews. Bacaw. 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 Bacaw.